Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your Tome editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to bring you exclusive Gen Con D&D audio. This is coming to you, just like in previous years, unedited and uncut. We hope you enjoy it, and if you like the show, please visit our Tome Show sponsor, Noble Knight Games, where Out of Print is available again. And if you visit their site, please tell them that the Tome Show sent you. Well, I don't blame them. They're starting 30 minutes late. Um, So I'm going to show viewers on the Tome Show through this list. I mean viewers, because through the miracle of modern radio. No? Don't these flash on their screen? We're not not there yet, no. What? (laughs) I was assured by the Tome Show that I would be able to project these images. All right. Um, (laughs) What we have new from Cobalt Press here at the show. Southlands hardcover, campaign setting, 300 pages for Pathfinder. Quite awesome. Map by Anna Meyer. If it doesn't win a nomination for the Any next year, I will be bitter. I'll be a bitter old man. Uh, the Southlands Bestiary, a compendium of 120 pages of awesome Pathfinder monsters for deserts and jungles. And, was just speaking to the Legendary Games crew at the booth today, they've already picked it up, and they say they're using it in the Legendary Adventure Path. They're... they're Legendary Planet Adventure Path. Uh, Mike Shell was paging through it and saying, "Well, that's just the right CR." Oh, look, a Tomb Guardian. I can use that. And he was uh, he was swiping bits, and then Jason Nelson or no Neil Spicer broke in and said, "Hmm, yeah, just add it to your section 15. We will plunder gleefully from fellow third-party publishers for Legendary Planet." So, uh, if you are a backer of Legendary Planet, you may see something from the Southlands Bestiary. Uh, also new at the show, small but fierce supplements for 5th edition. One is Southland's Heroes, which is races and backgrounds for 5th edition. And The Raven's Call, the introductory adventure for the Midgard campaign setting, now ported over to 5th edition by, well, yours truly. I got to choose which adventure we would port over to 5th as a test run. And I said, we're doing mine. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to be able to, uh, to run with that. So that's what's current and new and actually released here at Gen Con. It's available down at booth 2639 for those few listeners who are actually at the show listening to the podcast live. Is it live, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, first? It, no. might, it, might, it might be out in a day or two. So it might be out by Saturday or Sunday. It might be out by Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> All right, anybody... Quotes this podcast Saturday or Sunday and comes to booth 2639, gets a t-shirt. I'm giving you a Cobalt Press t-shirt. I didn't get a t-shirt. <laughs> well, you might get a t-shirt anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're having a blast launching four titles at once at Gen Con. Um, and by having a blast, I mean frantic. But they did all show up. One had to be air freighted. Uh, we're doing a few signings at the booth. Um designers Ben McFarland and Brian Suskind um, are available to sign their copies of Southlands. So that's that's the current thing. Uh, But what's new at Cobalt Press goes beyond that to talk about what we're doing for the rest of the year. Um, The one that I'm most excited about is quirky and weird and British. I think that pretty much means it has to be under contract, a Richard Pett product. Uh, the Whispering Homunculus book we did a few years back has been a hit. People still come up to me at the Cobalt Press booth and say, 
I love your whispering homunculus. That's a crazy weird book. I use it at the table. And I say, yes, we're doing another one. And it's coming out in October. It is called, in a fit of originality, More Whispering Homunculus. If someone here has a better title, I'm all ears. But I kind of like it. It's sort of like Return of Bride of Fragment Dracula. Yeah. Uh, so More Whispering Homunculus by Richard Pett is going to be humorous, disgusting, and, uh, and wonderful the way his stuff generally is. So that, uh, that will be October. Also coming from Cobalt Press later this year, because I promised in a fit of madness that we would ship by the end of December, uh, is the Advanced Races Compendium, which is the Kickstarter we did just a few months ago. And the first four chapters are laid out, and we only have 17 more chapters to go, and then get it on press and get it shipped out. Um, according to the schedule, it's still possible for us to ship this in December. And honestly, it's looking kind of great. I've seen new art from Marcel Mercado. Um, here, I'm showing the audience a preview of a glorious <laughs> painting. Ooh. Isn't that amazing? I'm getting into this podcasting format. <laughs> Let me show you the fold-out poster. Wait, no. I better not. Um, yeah, we're, we're blowing the art budget on it. We've got a crack team of developers. Uh, Steve Helt and the Four Horsemen are on it. A uh, longtime Cobalt regular, uh, Scott Gable, is editing and doing a bang-up job. And the whole book is coming together really, really well. And I'm not going to jinx it by saying it's, it's going to happen, but... So far, the first four chapters are glorious. Um, in conjunction with that, we're also doing something called the uh, uh, something Character Codex is our working title, where we take all of the new races in uh, the Advanced Races Compendium and stat up about three NPCs uh, for use as villains or as pregens in a game. Um, so that you'll wind up with about 50 or 60 exemplars of creatures from the compendium. Um, that work is behind. Um, I have a, a freelancer working on it, and, uh, and it's all on me, because I have not provided her with sufficient files. Anyway, that one's going to ship late. It's going to ship in 2016 uh, rather than in December. Uh, so that's coming as well, and will be a great supplement for the Advanced Races Compendium. Uh, oh, the Dampier, or Dampire chapter came in uh, from the RPG Superstar. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk too much about that. It's We have new material in every single chapter. We have whole new chapters, and it combines the existing series. So... I'm excited about it because we've sort of been working on it for two and a half or three years in PDF form. Um, and now we're finally getting the chance to sort of kick it up into hardcover. Uh, those are the two big releases that are on the books for this year. In addition, uh, we talked yesterday at a fifth edition seminar about a Kickstarter we're going to do for the Tome of Beasts. The Tome Show recorded that. I refer everyone to the prior recording for full details. We also talked about it while you were waiting. While we were waiting for oh, it. see? <laughs> well, if there was wild speculation or if there are further questions, I'm open to those. Um, but that is that is on the books for kickstarting this year. Um, and I've seen 
art and I've seen text and we are very ambitious in what we want this to be. We want it, frankly, to be a full-bore 300 creature monster map. Um, whether we achieve that, I think our odds are pretty good. Uh, I'm working with Steve Winter on that, who, of course, has great 5th edition chops, uh, and some new people like Dan Dillon, who did uh, work on the Raven's Call and the Southlands Heroes books. So he... He has impressed me with his his development there as well. Those are the main new things coming this year. Coming next year, mysteries, wonders. Uh, I'm talking to freelancers at Gen Con like mad about, well, are you available for this thing? You person who writes just about every adventure path for Paizo, right? Um, how are you for setting design? I asked the person who has done three very well-received campaign settings. Um, I ran into Kenneth Height at the booth, or he ran into me, and I said, Ken, I know you're busy. Do you have time to contribute to a volume, a future COBOL work? And he said, maybe, in that way he has. So it's all speculation, and it's all like, well, we'd really like to do an expansion of Midgard. We'd like to do the Ottoman Turks with dragons. Freelancer who I hit with that line said, I would like to write that. So, okay, there's no contract. There's a verbal, we'd like to work together. Um, let the rampant speculation begin as to which of these things turn into a thing uh, by this time next year, right? Um, the Cobalt Press calendar is usually out good for six months in advance, but other companies plan out a year or five years. And we're just, we're small and nimble, so we change our mind a lot. Uh, I'm going to open it up to questions on the existing items I've mentioned, like the Advanced Races Compendium, the Character Codex, um, the 5th edition titles, and uh, the more whispering homunculus. Uh, and then I'm going to entertain suggestions from the audience. And you will all need to sign a waiver. Allow me to rustle some papers near the microphone. This, this is a long, lengthy contract. They're all signing it. No, sign? And, yeah, that'll do. All right, you're all NDA'd and you've signed away all rights to any materials you suggest here for future global project. Um, having way too fun with this <laughs> microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to record your seminar. You're turning it into a show. So. Hey. That's so fine. event where the gun breaks in. <laughs> I've become such a ham. Stick a fr microphone in front of me and it's like, hey, it's like a gaming group. It's a thousand people wide. Woo. Let's go. Um... But really, these are the, the sort of bets we're making. We're, we're clearly continuing to support Pathfinder in a big way. We're continuing to, to expand what we're doing for 5th edition. I eagerly await the release of an open gaming license, um, which we've been promised for some time, um, for 5th edition. And we talk occasionally about doing a card game, but at the moment it's all talk. So... Uh, that's what we're at. Let me ask then, uh, which of the things I've mentioned so far has the most interest from this group? Let's yeah. say, who likes the idea of the Richard Pet Whispering Homunculus? Help me set my print run. Yeah, okay. There's, there's a few. Uh, what about the Advanced Races Compendium? Chunky, full of yeah, toys, toolbox, yeah, maybe even one or two more than the pet, yes? Uh, very, 
One hand went up way high to the ceiling. Very good. Um, what about a 5th edition monster manual sort of item? Kickstarted? Wow, alright. That seems, yes, popular. Um, the character codex I sort of promised for next year. That's next year. Alright, uh, those... Those are where we're headed and things we're working on and have been working on for some time. Um, there's also a stealth release that may or may not actually be widely distributed. Um, it's the introductory adventure to the Southlands called Cat and Mouse. I didn't bring a copy with me because we're kind of selling out of them at the booth. and We printed a limited run. Um, it is a very roguish adventure. There's there's something called the Grimalkan Eye. It's a MacGuffin unlike other MacGuffins. Um, and it's set in the city of cats, per Bastet, in the Southlands. Um, I think it's a romp in the style of, like, Casablanca meets... Uh, like your favorite Mean Streets heist caper. Yeah, it's Casablanca meets Leverage. Uh, somewhere in that category. Uh, it's roguish. It's intriguing. Um, I hope people enjoy it as a, an introduction to the campaign setting. It may just be a Gen Con exclusive. If we blow through our limited print run here, um, then we blow through our print run here. If we have enough to take home, 20 copies, we'll put them up on the Cobalt store as soon as we get back. Um, we have a long tradition at Cobalt Press of doing stuff we only sell at conventions like the Goblin Brewery was one, extremely hard to come by you had to meet us in person to get a copy um, and older adventures in that vein how many people like convention exclusives? I think they're a wonderful surprise but some people get irritated the people listening say no The people, <laughs> I hear their silent rage <laughs> Well, everyone in the room likes them because you have the opportunity. Do I want it? Do I want to impress my friends? Do I want to? I'll just take that home and wave it at the GM. You can never run this because I have the only copy you'll ever see. Yeah, I, I'm sort of leaning toward at least putting the PDF out there. But yeah. convention exclusive followed by a PDF tends to have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. People That's who really just want to run it, it's like, oh, give me the PDF for five bucks, five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. People who want the collector piece are, well, there's a lot of collectors at conventions, right? I, I see them coming around and they're like, I'd like this autographed or tell me what your exclusives are or what's new at the show. Um, I want to make collectors happy, but I also want to make people happy who are just like, I travel for a living and PDF are just the only way for me. Um, and they somehow still run their game on a virtual tabletop worldwide. So it's like, okay, you don't want print. Plus you don't want to say no to somebody trying to give you money. I never want to say no to somebody <laughs> wants. <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was the convention highlight. Total tangent now. Will Wheaton stopped by the Cobalt Press booth yesterday and bought a few Cobalt guides. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, all right then. I didn't even know he knew we existed. Our small but fierce motto may need to be revised and reincorporated, <laughs> right? As purchased by... <laughs> uh, and as always happens, there was no one with a camera. So the internet will say, no pictures, no proof, we don't believe you. But I know in my heart that it happened. So, um, yeah, those convention moments are awesome. We, uh, we've had all sorts of people dropping in saying, what are you doing, what's new? 
Um, the little toes in the water fifth edition products we've done so far are well received. I wasn't sure how that was going to go over, but um, by all indications, people are like, "Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff for us. Let's let's grab what you got." Uh, the Pathfinder support is very strong. People are, are digging the Southlands. Um, not just the glorious map, though it's a glorious map, also the rest of the art, um, and, and we're starting to get feedback from people who are actually planning, yeah, I'm going to run this campaign, or I'm going to loot it for parts, because um, the, uh, the Kickstarter backers got their PDF copies two or three weeks before the show, so they've had some time to, to review it before print. Question? Uh, a very small question. Um, any... Uh you know, potential plans for 13th Age or the AGE system? Yeah, uh, 13th Age, we've done some support, um, and it's been, I would say it's been embraced. It's sort of a case of the 13th Age audience has, you know, only so many tools, levers, fun things. They're well-written, uh, they're well-edited, and, and, you know, they're a third-party product for 13th Age, so people sort of approach it with maybe a little more caution than they would. Uh, a first-party product, but uh, I haven't heard anything but uh, but kind remarks on um, on the existing one, the Midgard Bestiary for for Thirteenth Age and the uh, uh, Deep Magic for Thirteenth Age. We also have an adventure, um, the <laughs> a PDF-only adventure, uh, and we have a second Thirteenth uh, Age adventure that may come along soon. We have a manuscript for it. I don't really want to announce it until it's on the schedule, but it's entirely possible we'll have another 13th Age adventure out this year. Um, there are no, There's no art and no maps for it yet, which is why I hesitate to say it's on the schedule for 2015. Um, but there's a cartographer who's, poor fellow, not come to Gen Con. He's toiling away even now on the maps for this. Uh, and the art is, is presumably not far behind. So... Uh, it's not decided yet whether that would be a print release or like our prior 13th Age product, a PDF-only release. I, I think I need to have a better handle on what it would cost uh, to do a print run. But um, that is coming, and there have been, again, in the realm of baseless speculation, I have had it suggested to me by a freelance game designer, who may be in the audience, that um, the Southlands Bestiary would indeed make a fine 13th Age product. Um, it's just as meaty as the Midgard's Bestiary. It would, it would expand the range of monsters available to that audience. I don't know that Cobalt Press has space on the schedule to tackle a new one. Uh, bestiaries are a ton of work, both art-wise and in terms of uh, writing, editing, and layout. So I, I approach them with caution, but I'm always happy when one's done because I'm like looking at this 13th age bestiary. Let me riffle the pages. Uh, oh man, that's stunning. Um, yeah, this is the page I like. So here is the Smaragdine Golem, a sort of emerald golem, and the Grey Thurster, an undead who loves the desert. Um, it's just a random page of awesome monsters, and yeah, wouldn't it be nice to have them for 13th age? It would. Also nice to have them for Pathfinder. It would also be nice to have them for 5th edition. But at some point I have to make decisions, right, about what we can support in terms of will this break the art director and, um, you know, is there an editor who is uh, willing and able to tackle this in a timely fashion or should I just push it out to next year? That's why I say our schedule's good for about six months out. After that it gets really speculative and it depends on uh, the freelancers and contractors that Cobalt Press relies on. So, um, 
Yeah. One adventure? Pretty likely. The monster book? Maybe. Um, Any thoughts about the AGE? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There was the second half of the question. Yeah, uh, my thoughts are, oh my goodness, I need to get to the Green Ronin booth and get my copy of Fantasy Age, um, like, now. Um because it will not be available for purchase after the show. Wait, no, I could get it later, but it would be more fun to have it now. I love that system. I think it's a, a rules-light, fun, fast, and furious system. I'm glad they've divorced it from the Dragon Age IP, um, because that makes it more applicable to me hacking it into Midgard, uh, or other people ma hacking it into their own homebrew, whatever their favorite thing is. Um, you know, run Planescape with Fantasy Age. Go to town, right? Um, so I'm really glad it exists. I have not held a copy of the physical book in my hands yet. Um, yeah. Given infinite time and a vast and expansive staff of minions, it would be on the schedule. Right now, there is nothing planned for it, and that kills me. But I, I need to engage with the rules, and I need to have a better sense of what would be helpful for it. And I probably should do the respectful thing, which is talk to Green Ronin before <laughs> saying, can I use your logo and trademarks and things if I do a product that leans on your... Yeah. Um, so none of that discussion has happened. Um, I'm a fan of the system. But beyond that, yeah, maybe next year. It's uh, a good question. Let me turn it around. Given that there's only a core rules book right now, what supplement would you want to see Cobalt Press do for Fantasy Age? Ooh, yeah. Oh, campaign setting. Oh, campaign setting, he says. Yeah, that's... Just throw that together. Just put that together, would you? Make it a hardcover, full color. Adventures? What's that? Adventures. Adventures are always excellent. Especially early on. It yeah, is. adventure early on, it's, it's hard to come to grips with some of that. In the back... Mass Effect. Mass Effect. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. I will do an unlicensed Mass Effect Fantasy Age crossover, wise guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I know Green Ronin's going to be supporting it full bore, and if they've got a slate of releases out to here, then it's like, well, you don't need me helping out. But yeah, Midgard did, in fact, have an appendix for age support. We've had some fans online... Uh, posting some hacks of how does this work with the new and you know that's a good start for just someone who's kit bashing it at home uh, I'd like to do something more official and more substantial down the road uh, with your advanced race book coming out do you plan on uh, releasing any adventures or Midgard setting content that will showcase the changes in, in depth uh, details you're putting into those new races? or Maybe. Um, I mean, that book is really aimed both at the players who want to play something exotic like a knoll or the Ravenfolk uh, and the GMs who want to make a really great gear-forged villain, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it isn't a Midgard-specific book. Uh, there's a bunch of sidebars about how you use these races with Midgard, but it's largely generic, so the advanced races fit in pretty neatly to most settings. Um, it would be nice to do a Midgard setting book uh, early next year, and I have at least two that are dueling for attention and design. Um, the Southlands is a huge campaign expansion, though, 
And I think it takes time to digest things like that. Um, like, certainly hardcover campaign expansions that come with maps and dozens of kingdoms and, you know, that that's not something a, a group just absorbs instantly. Um, but yeah, if we did a campaign uh, expansion for Midgard in the core area, it would probably be either the Grand Duchy of Dornig, which hasn't gotten a lot of love, but which fits really well with the uh, Ultimate Intrigue product that Paizo announced um, at PaizoCon during their banquet, uh, since that is a political, courtly assassination, scheming sort of region. Um, so that might be a smart kind of supplement for that time. Um, or, as I mentioned, uh, the Ottomans with dragons, which I think is a blast. Um, it requires a lot of really evocative art and an explanation of a somewhat different culture. And if I did something like that, I'd want it to resemble, design-wise, some of those culture books like, I don't know, the RuneQuest culture books, like just really go into daily life and practice. I don't know. Is there an audience for that? Maybe. <laughs> if I stick dragons on top of it, is there an audience for that? I agree with those books. Could Ken Hyde write that Yes. If Ken Hyde shows any interest in writing that, it's his. I promise it. I swear it before you. Radio listener audience, I have my hand on a Bible and I'm swearing a <laughs> profound oath. Ken Hyde can have that book if he can make the time. Because, man, that would rock. Either that or something Wood Oh no, now it's Jeeves and Wooster do the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> I would like that. That would be a Call of Cthulhu supplement. It's like, yes, you've taken the horror on the Orient Express to Istanbul. Now what? Jeeves and Wooster meet you at the station. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be okay with that too, but I, I think that's perhaps slightly outside of the, uh, the bailiwick of, of Cobalt Press's traditional practices. Cthulhu by gaslight. Yeah. Um, man, you're getting me excited about all the projects that are still far away. They're all work for me. <laughs> I'm still excited about Southlands actually being at the show. <laughs> it is a beautiful, beautiful book. I'm, I would riffle the pages, but it's still in the shrink. Sorry, radio listeners, no riffle for you. I keep saying radio, and I mean podcast. They're totally different mediums. They'll understand. Yeah. Yes, I can't riffle this. Why did I put shrink wrap on this? You could bump it a bit. Yeah, oh. It's like a solid plank. That's how much goodness there is in the Sadlands book. Oh, and I learned last night over dinner, the artist, Aaron Miller, who did the uh, cover of the Sadlands book, um, the original oil painting, because it is an oil painting, uh, is hanging in the Illinois State Art Museum in... In Lockwood, Lockhart. I am not as familiar with this museum as I am with some. But he's quite the artist and does amazing oils. So he's one of those lucky guys who doesn't just wind up with a digital file, but can say, hey, I'm going to hang these uh, down at the local show. And, and I guess he can sell originals. I, I don't know if it's for sale. But I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I haven't had a game book before where the cover art is in an art museum. So yeah, just take a look at the Southlands cover sometime. Pretty stunning. 
that cover uh, mirrors the Northland book. Was that on purpose? Or it was, was that totally on purpose. It's the same artist, and I told him you get one figure, one human, and an animal of the South. And I'm like, you could, it could be cheetahs, it could be a lion, it could be, you know, secretary birds, it could be whatever, a rhino, an elephant, just go nuts. Um, alligators, alligators are kind of badass. He said, no, no, give me the lion. All right. Uh, Aaron Miller is just, he has an amazing eye for natural detail. He did a cover way back when, the Player's Guide to the Dragon Empire, where there's this, this Arabic or Turkish sort of figure with a hawk, and every single feather on that thing is like right there. So, yeah, he, um, he likes painting animals, and he's really good at it. Uh, that's my artist comment for this. Uh, I think the cover might be available as a poster through drive through Yeah, wow, there's a product I forgot about. Cover art as a poster for like two bucks. I like posters. We'll see if it, it's an experiment, frankly. Am I just about out of time? I started late. Yeah, but the next one is in the book, so I wouldn't really worry about it. But sadly, I told a freelancer I'd go talk to them. Okay. He wants me to do something with a book that I've probably discussed here. So <laughs> I should probably get cracking, return to the Cobalt Text Mines, as is my want. Um, but thank you all for listening. Thanks for your questions and suggestions. I hope some of those products you've, you've recommended or... Uh, shown some interest in, are available here at uh, Gen Con 2016. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed the show, please consider using our Amazon and D&D Classics affiliate links found on the show notes at thetomeshow.com. Thanks again, and keep gaming.